<coughs> Good morning everyone and you're welcome here to Ogarney Park in Six Mile Bridge for the replay of the 2022 Intermediate uh, Camogie Championship Final with the Father Liam Murray Cup Final Cup at stake. A uh, replay between Tulla and Castle Bellier. And then they were really dour, tough, hard-hitting, all action. Uh, first day in Father Mac, Park last Saturday evening. They couldn't be, uh, couldn't be, there's no difference between the team. So, team, so we're back here again here in Ogarney Park this morning. There was, I suppose, a debate during the week. Will, will it, won't it, will it, won't it. But finally it was decided that the replay was going on here here this morning. So with Claire Castle-Bellier and Tulla. And first of all, we're going to give you the line-out of both teams. Tulla, first of all, in goals. With their Clara from goal today, they had to change for the intermediate hurling yesterday. Lorraine Lachlan is in goals. Amy McNamara, Gillian Ryan, Liam McInerney. Lorna Power, Arna Dynan, Kira Goland. Sally Quinlivan, Katie Clune. <coughs> Jeanette Conlon, Orna Conroy, and Aoife Dooley. With Ava McInerney, Jennifer Nicholas, and Breedine Dynan, the full forward line. For Clarecastle Bellier, in goals is Brooke McInerney, Katty Casey, Emma O'Connell, and Hannah Dynan at the full back line. A much changed half back line of Fiona Breen, Chloe Devitt, and Amy Wiley. Stella Quinlevin and Louise Griffin is in the middle of the field. Lauren Toohey, Rhea Flanagan, and Emma O'Donoghue the half forward line. And the full forward line is Hannah May Nalen, Darren Murphy, and Lily McMahon. In co commentary with me today is, as I was co commentator, Pat McNamara, and our regular <coughs> analyst here. On Scarapay Community Radio, well known to all, Mr. Dormer, Derek Dormer and Pat, good morning. Morning, Leo. Good to be here again. Pat, first of all, your thoughts, a major change of venue from Father McNamara Park to O'Garney Park, the Six Mile Bridge. Who'd you fancy? First of all, Leo, it's a fabulous venue, as always. We're always present this pitch here, as evidently so. Uh, he's gone through a lot of punishment with batches all the year in training, but also with rain recently, but uh, still in good shape. And uh, look at Derek might say it suits Clarecastle uh, Bellier as he would, but I'll give a neutral view and I'll say it'll suit both teams to, to produce better, better be open, more open than the last day. But um, look, we're really looking forward to it. A very, very intense battle the last day in front of an enormous crowd and a fine crowd here again today too. The stand beyond is probably half full at this stage and uh, you know, it's a big stand. So uh, obviously there's other things clashing and Tullis disappointing yesterday. May have, there might be a few uh, sleepy heads in Tullis this morning didn't make it, but who knows? Um, look, it's anybody's game. Uh, who's who's advantage? I don't think there's any advantage from the last day. I think it's starting with a clean sheet again. An awful lot to look forward to. I suppose it's the, it's the it's the team that just you know takes their chances. It always buys down that in the end. Yeah, and Derek, your thoughts? You know, your your unbiased thoughts as always, Derek. Well, look, look. The first the first game has been always a cracking tie. Tie. It was full of intensity. Uh, Clarecastle Bellier down Carol Brown. That's a huge, huge loss. <coughs> Pivotal centre back. You know, she, she great county final the first day. She's gone travelling. So yeah, as Pat says, we were takes their chances. But I have a sneaky feeling that Duran Murphy in the space, you know, Garney Park compared to the tight pitch of Father Mac Park, and she got one three. She she could run a muck today, and I'd be hopeful of that, Leo. Manhood, your unbiased opinion, but Fergal O'Brien is the man in the middle of the game is on, and Kira Golan for Tuller coming up across the middle of the field, hits the ball into the open space. There is, and there's going to be an early, I think, an early tick in there. It looks like, is it for Lauren Tui? Yeah, I think Lauren, she, she had a kind of a slight swipe there at, at uh, Kira Golan. She was just Golan. saying hello to her, Leo. Come on, it's Sunday morning. 
Yeah, you'll get a step in Clark Kessel when you get up in the morning, all right? There's no doubt about that. But anyway, look at this, Sinead Condon got back into her half-back line. There is changes again. Sinead Condon is now gone centre-forward. And of course, wherever Sinead Condon goes, there's no doubt that Amy Whitey is going to go. And Amy now taking up the centre-back position, of course. And look, at we wish uh, Carol Brown all the best on her holiday. We, we hope all is going well out in America. A great block down there by the full-back Kim O'Connell. She let Brady in. No, who's around and the ball is out in the middle of the field. It's Lily McMahon. Lily, who was named the corner forward, but he's out around the middle of the field. So changes. She's trying to <laughs> trying to work her way through and didn't was held up there by uh, Aoife Dooley. Aoife out in the half-hour line today. <coughs> and it's an early chance for Brady and Diana. Brady who was central to keep Mantulla in the game um, last weekend and got some really unbelievable freeze and, and of course that breathtaking point from out on, on the sideline when she knocked half of the Clark Castle Bailey half back out of the way before she was over. But this is a 40-50 metre free. Clark Castle in the black and amber jerseys and their goalkeeper Brooke McInerney mining the goals here at the school end here in this first half. Pretty that's a dangerous one. He's dropping in low. Emma O'Connell one of the players of the match for Clark Castle Bailey, if not the player of the match, against the ball out. Here she comes, a lovely flick pass out to Amy Whitey. Here comes Whitey, she's going to move at pace. Whitey hits it up off her left hand side, but it comes out to Breedeen. Breedeen is robbed there by Rhea Flanagan, but Ornamal Conroy in for Tulla. And the ball comes to Conlon. Conlon opened the scoring last week in Father McNamara Park, but the ball tails out to the left hand side <coughs> and gone wide. Pass, when you get a ball up in, the, in, in these conditions, when you get up the side of the feet, it's going to take a while to come down. Definitely, and secondly, secondly, uh, Sinead loses point to that one, she's trouble kind of very much wide at her own side. She may be throwing throw it across 21, or maybe just taking on the defence there because she's a very experienced and a talented player, strong as well and uh, athletic. So uh, maybe she just took the wrong choice. But look, it's a question. It's a long way to go. It's only the first minute or two, and uh, um, Tulla has had the two attacks so far. Let's see, can Clackcastle Belly launch one from the own half forward line? Yeah, and he's on the giant in the centre back trying to get the ball over for Tulla. Gets the ball up, but here he comes. Is it Rhea Flanagan? Rhea Flanagan, who's an all-action player a Reed team player puts the ball in towards the corner here towards Emma oh, I don't know who Emma Jordan has gone loose in the far side and they don't play it. but it goes back across towards the other midfielder <coughs> Stella, Stella Quinlivan but oh, Tashi Dunamak here comes Jordan Murphy to shoot off her right hand the end was shot from Jordan but it goes out to the right hand side tentative start Leo by both sides mm. on the, when they're attacking there it's a tentative scar first score needed by both teams just to settle them down but yeah it's great to see another huge crowd here and in fairness to the Camogie enthusiasts enthusiasts have come out in force yeah, and indeed, as, as Pat said, alluded to, a lot of strength was coming in late from Tulla. The alarm clocks didn't go off in time this morning. I said they were, they were late to bed last night. Unfortunately, Paddy Brown not reciting, but maybe Lee Murray might recite later. The ball comes out to O'Donoghue. O'Donoghue had a good game in, in Father McPark last week, and she's fouled there by Amy McNamara. And a free in for Clark Castle Maybe well outside, maybe the... Jordan Murphy, Will Emma O'Connell, the fullback, come up and Emma, a busy day. She'll be inside cheering on Bellier later on as the brothers will be. Uh, central to the Bellier um, team taking on the Aero key, in the county final. be another thing like three of that Clarecastle Bellier team played for Fergus Rovers yesterday. You know, oh, they, yeah. they lost the Munster Intermediate semi final, and Emma Connell was one of them. She was now, she, oh, she gave a great performance. She always does. She, she plays with her heart in her sleeve. And I tell you what, she hits a mighty ball. I tell you what, it didn't knock, it didn't knock anything off the shoulders anyway because I tell you, she's after opening the scoring <coughs> here in O'Garney Park. Clarecastle Bellier, one point. Uh, Tola, yes, you can't Pat, that's a fine score. That was a super strike, Leo. Uh, you know, conditions are having a bit heavy and walls was a bit slippery because it was dampness everywhere after all the rain, but that was a beautiful view struck by Emma. And uh, so if Tola start conceding freeze anywhere out to halfway, they'll be punished. 
Yeah, we were kind of surprised last week when she didn't come out to take maybe one or two more and a free and won by Aoife Dooley. Yes, Aoife. I suppose already Aoife Dooley's more in the game in the first five, three minutes today than she was the last day nearly. So she's, she, she wants to really get into it today, I'd say Aoife does. Yeah, busy player and Shane Condon coming back to take this free on her own half-back line. Uh, Shane's brother Kevin was cornerback on the Tulla uh, Intermediate Hurling team yesterday who lost out in extra time to... A very good uh, St. Joseph's team. <coughs> look, a uh, big loyal egg coming to Crest Bay on Tullock. Sinead, that's a good delivery from Sinead up around the 21. Amy Wiley goes up and Amy Wiley blocks and the ball comes out. Who's coming out? Breedine trying to make it out. Kira Golan trying to get out for, for, for Tullock. We're on the 21 metre line. Here, who's going to get up? I see number four, Aoife Dooley is in there trying to move. It's very, very bunched at the moment. Jennifer Nicholas um, inside trying to get uh, inside around with but it's cleared by Hannah Dynan. Hannah Dynan, the ball is out. Amy Wiley tries to pick it up and does pick it up uh, for Claire Casabellier coming out, hand passing the ball out. Here come Claire Casabellier and it's Rhea Flanagan, but Rhea Flanagan goes out over the line. But Derek, even in these early stages, uh, Rhea Flanagan <coughs> may be foraging a lot further back the field than she did in Father Mac Park last week. Yeah, I was speaking to the Clarecastle management, Barrier management beforehand. Look, their idea, and uh, you know, is to, is to pack the middle toward and create space inside for the full forward line. And, and a ball in from a ball in from Casey Clune, a poor strike from, Ka- from Katie Clune. Yeah. Great line ball across from Conlon. Uh, in, into the open space and here's a puck out for Claire Casabellier no doubt Emma O'Connor she booms it down into the tunnel half of the feed and the ball comes down to Emma O'Donoghue Emma O'Donoghue gets away she's fouled by Amy McNamara Pat this uh, O'Donoghue lady Emma a very good player that's the second or third free that Amy has given away she's finding Emma O'Donoghue a handful Emma O'Donoghue was very impressive the last day as well Leo certainly a, a, a decent a decent player to have on your side wing forward there she's an amount of work uh, I think Clarecastle-Bellier have started a little bit more confidently their use of the ball is better they're probably winning a couple of 50-50s and uh, now they're winning freeze as well and if they make a strike as well it isn't quite as far off it's more to the right hand side so it's about similar difficulty to the last one let's see can she can she make two in a row and here comes Emma, our Emma O'Connell 60 metres out from the I tell you she strikes it right absolutely I tell you if a hurler Derek Dahmer if a hurler don't that in the conditions we have today you'll be, you'll, you'll be lauding it that's two tremendous strikes of Absolutely. a dead and ball look they never deviated from the target as soon no. as she hit it you knew it was over two fantastic scores great start for but the that's after running 100 metres up to take it and running back 100 metres again out to position and a great block down exactly. there by the midfielder Stella Quindivan on a dine and goes, gets back in the pocket for Tuller gets the ball out out to number 17 which is Ava McInerney Ava is blocked down does a hunger about Clark Casabellier here and the ball is out <coughs> in the Tuller in the half-back line is it Flanagan trying to get it up another lady who will be shouting in, in further in Cusick Park later on the ball out to Conlon Conlon that's a great delivery from Conlon but he's back there is Hannah yeah. Dynan Hannah lets it in over the head but uh, Breedine Dynan fouls Emma O'Connell and Derek that's a battle you know that's uh, and I think Breedine a bit of dissent it's, it's, it's a very big, big battle because you know, if, if Emma O'Connell gets the better of Bredine Dine and two level struggle, and Amy Wiley yeah. following Sinead Connell never two level struggle for scores, Leo. And then Bredine is, is having a board of two jumpers as well, so she's not happy, but here comes O'Connell and she booms another one down. Dearton Murphy, not in the game, and the ball hasn't gone into it yet. It's Hannah May Nealon. Here's Hannah May Nealon, Emma O'Donoghue. Derek, know, a player you know quite well, Emma O'Donoghue. Lovely movement from O'Donoghue. Coming in, taking on the lovely hand pass into, the mid, into Louise Griffin, a shot from Griffin. And a shot is gone and tipped over the bar by Lorraine Lachlan. And Pat, she had to get a hurry on that one. Very, very that was, deep wing. that was one of those ones who often received in Camogie, you know, the goalkeepers aren't as tall as they are in the main, obviously. And that, that ball goes in three inches under the crossbar and, and, and a goal from maybe 20, 25, 30 metres. Close enough there. Lorraine Lachlan did well, but still a fine point. 
uh, for Professor Bellier, who are now certainly uh, can say they have started way better. Good run here for Shea Collin now. Here's Conlon and Wiley is after her. Wiley by name, yeah, Wiley by nature. And Wiley is going, is she going to rob Sinead Conlon? Sinead drops the ball about 50 metres out. But the ball comes out to Aoife Doody. Well, who's there again? It's Wiley again. It's, who's going to come out with this one? The, <laughs> the, the, the cornerback, she used her boot out to Lily McMahon. McMahon gets caught <coughs> in the middle of the field where she's robbed by Gillian, Kira Goland, a ball in from, but a free coming in for uh, Tulla, uh, a 50 year old. come back to Emma O'Donnell. Yeah, she's my, yeah, my, my first cousin's daughter, in fairness, Lorraine Reynolds, um, is her mother, and I was speaking to Emma during the week. She wasn't happy with her own game last week, even though I thought she'd played well. I mean, she, she created the last goal with a, a sensational piece of brilliance when she flicked it over the opponent's head and, and caught it on. <coughs> but she's a very determined young girl, fantastic athlete, and um, she's had a great start so far today, Leo. Yeah, she, she's central to an awful lot of what Castle Belly are doing, and here's a, a player that has to be central, and Breedine has been put back out. I thought the free pet happened much closer, but she's now out on the <laughs> six, 60 metres out. And this is sort of an initial tug on the runner rather than the, the melee that developed afterwards. I don't know, it's a long way out anyway. Yeah, and here she is, no, and no, there's very few total attackers, so they're expecting her to get this. She hits it with all her might, but has to force it, it goes out oh. to the left, right hand side and gone wide. And looking at it, they, 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 you know, Tulla have all their players back, you know. But the, I also question having Jennifer Nicholson full forwardly. She's an athlete that loves to run at the ball. She loves to run 30, 40, 50 yards down the wing and maybe find a player with a pass. She's stuck inside her back to the goals, uh, I don't think it suits her, I think she should have her out the field, but uh, how would I know? <laughs> the selectors and trainers are with him every three or four times a week in the last couple of years, but um, I just questioned that one. And the ball, and here's a player, here comes Gillian Ryan, and she's going to pass out. Yeah. It's Dylan Murphy to Henneby, and a goal! Castlebelly, Super catch by Murphy, Leo, super pluck from the heavens, turned her defender, Pop the pass in, Henneby and Eden back at the net. One goal and three for Castlebelly, Tuller yet to score, and the Malays, maybe the late nights of not helping the Tulla ladies of this early start or whatever, but I tell you, Pat McNamara, Claire Casabellier are on fire. Uh, they are, they're playing the better camogie altogether. They're way more confident and up front there's a threat, you know, they're controlling the ball and they're finding a hand pass. Tulla are very individual, uh, poor old shots in and strictly and wide. Uh, it just looked like Tulla aren't as confident either in, in themselves today. Uh, maybe they felt the last day was the day to win it and they didn't. But uh, Castabellier you know, are lording it and uh, well worth their six point lead. Yeah, the ball from Amy Wiley out to Hannah Dynan and in towards Dern Murphy, Dern, who hasn't got on the board but only one ball is Gone in, with two balls gone in, she had a wide and she set up that goal. Great clearance there. And for Ava McInerney, the ball comes out here to the wing back. It's Chloe Devil, Chloe Devil on the centre back. And you know, Lauren Brown may be away on holidays, but I tell you, she heard they're coping well in her absence. And here's this lady, Louise Griffin, a lively operator. In the ball comes in. In fair, it comes out here for Tulla. Is it all a Mulcanda? No, is it here for Dooley? Dooley winning it for Tulla, trying to come through. She, She's been one of the brighter players at Tulla in this early, early set. That's a great pop ball in from Dooley. And who's in there? Ronnie O'Connell. Yeah. Amo O'Connell gets up ahead of Breedine. And the cornerback is Katie Casey. Katie Casey, is she going to be robbed by Jennifer Nicholas? It's gone out for a dollar mm. And But Derek, Tulla need a score quick to get back in this game. They do, and they just look a bit deflated. And I hate saying it, Leo, but even, you know, their subs there are right here in front of us. Their, their heads are down. 
there's no bit of life in them at the moment. They need something to spark them into life. And look, even though obviously I'm going to be slightly biased, but I'd still prefer to see a contest rather than, you know, what we're seeing at the <coughs> moment. It's it's just, it's very, Clarkasabelli are very dominant. They seem to be creating more. 12 minutes in, 1-3 to no score. Tony needs something. And, you know, I, I reckon Berdine will lend this now and it just might give them a spark. Yeah, they need it. They need some spark of a, a, a spark of inspiration and no better woman than 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 Bredine, that left knee heavily strapped. You know, Bredine definitely not at, at full fitness. And she strikes this one. And in fairness, Derek, you nailed the first goal on the game for Tuna. One goal and three for Clarcassabellier. Uh Tuna, one point and hopefully that will ignite the Tuna challenge. Twelve and a half minutes gone. And O'Connell he's down another bomb where it goes over the head of Amy Law oh. on the power. The center Nora out in the half-back line today, coming up for turn-up along the wing here. That's a great ball from power into the middle. But who's in there? He's blocked inside by the corner, by the wing-back Chloe, or the wing-back Chloe Devitt. Amy Wiley trying to get out. Devitt shoves her way out the ball all the way. Sinead Conlon. Sinead trying to get it through. Here comes to Orna Mulconnery. Orna with one, a rather loose hand pass from Orna. I reckon there was a throw. I really thought there was a strike in action, but then again, uh, I, I, the referee was within two feet. I, so. thought, I thought it was liberal pet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time. Pat said he was going to be unbiased here. He's more biased than I am. Take your time. <laughs> the movement needs to be only a couple of millimetres once you take the hand off the ball and make a strike in action, but uh, the riff is closer. Let's so. take that when to convention, Pat. Bergel made a good decision, we'll have to say. And here comes Emma O'Connell. O'Connell. I tell you, these shots are getting longer from O'Connor. And where's Murphy? She's light, light. She has it in the hand. Is she going to turn and put this one over the bar? Is it a shot? Oh, and a shot from Jordan. She pirated around. Did you notice now last week at the, at the drawing game, like, Pat didn't once complain about Vinton Mac, you know, because the killing ain't a man. He's already given out about poor Fergal. I, I, I just say nothing else My now. My last comment was Fergal made the right decision. He was closest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what can questions? We can ask questions. Is it? And the puck out comes from Lorraine O'Lock and the ball out. She nailed Conlon going <coughs> to the clouds. But the ball comes, she comes Ooh. over and she's met with heavy challenge from Amy Wiley. But it comes in to the midfielder. The midfielder is Quindleman. This is a dangerous ball that Lorraine has to deal with. And she does quite well. Lorraine O'Loughlin playing very... There was a player down injured for, yeah. uh, on the far side, Amy White. Yeah. Derek, that was, that, was a, that was a fair challenge there yeah. between... And she's and one tough girl, I tell you. She's not lying down there unless she's actually injured, in fairness to Amy Wiley. She, as you say, Wiley by name, Wiley by nature. Mm. She's as tough as nails, and you know, so I'd be, I'd be worrying here for Castle because in fairness to her, She's done some job following Sinead Conlon. Whatever Sinead Conlon goes, I'd say Sinead Conlon's sick of the sight of her. There's no doubt she'll be sick of the sight of her by the time this evening is over anyway. There's no doubt about the time this morning is over. It's one goal and three for Claire Castle Bellier. It's Tulla with that one point. But Claire Castle Bellier really are dominant yeah. in well, sure. most places. Starting with Emma O'Connell, Chloe Devitt, Amy Wiley. You know, and then you have, okay, Dylan Murphy hasn't caught real fire yet, but sure, Hannah Mae Nealon with her goal and uh, the others up there are, are caught. And Emma, don't, Emma who don't know, they're just all on top of their game. There's no other player that could be really happy with your game that we haven't even seen. Even Julie, Eva Julie, maybe. Eva Julie has been working early on, yeah. correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, again, as always, um, you know, um, um, Sinead Collin is trying her heart yeah, out, she's but she's absolutely, yeah. brilliantly marked by, by Amy Wiley. Well, that was the best move of the, of, of the holding fortnight, or Camogie fortnight, moving her the last day and discovering that she would handle Sinead Collin pretty well, because Sinead Collin is a class act, as we know, and uh, look, there's a long way to go yet. Maybe there's a chance for Sinead to step her, act, uh, her authority on the game, but, and it'll help if Amy Wiley is injured. But 
for the sake of the game and Amy Wiley and the club, we hope she certainly we hope nobody is injured and can carry on and have the politicians. The politician is back. Tasha, right? But says the man who's hoping to be a close game a minute ago, and that Clarkson wouldn't be too easy. Clarkson, Amy Wiley, Amy Wiley, who's due to go to America and you know stay at home for for this game again. So look, she's up on her feet and but to go back, Pat, you could have Lorraine O'Loughlin a great club official and yeah. that was brilliant goalkeeping. That was a difficult ball to deal with. She is the one of, of uh, I suppose from Tulla's point of view that has is very reassuring back there actually. Everything she's done so far has been really solid, even to tip over that point uh, from the long from 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 the from the dip in shot that went in there five or six minutes ago. Uh, just Tulla need to step up. They need look at what they need is a score from play. A score from play lifts the team. Point or goal or maybe two points, but they need a score from play. Otherwise, I don't think I don't think they'll even win enough frees to to, to, to get back with them frees. So and the ball is with the and as you speak, here's another free coming for Tulla. <coughs> it's on, on their own half back line, no doubt. Brie Arshinead Condon will come back to take this one. Pet, you know, and we'll get to Derek in a second. I see Jennifer Nicholas, who had a tremendous game for Tulla. Sitting aside. They have a, yeah. sitting aside and being starved of and, position. And she's not a natural scorer. If you have a natural scorer in the edge of the square, fine. But she's an athlete and a brilliant worker, brilliant to chase and tackle, get back. Also brilliant to carry the ball and, 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 and see a pass or maybe tap over one herself. I, don't, I, I think it's a strange decision, to be honest with you. And that free for Sinead comes down towards, towards Nicholas. Nicholas now around the half-forward line, but he's picked up by Fiona Breen. Now Breen hand passed the ball out to the midfielder, Stella Quinnivan. She has a very hard, had a hard, hard working game. The last day in Falamac and doing much the same here. The ball is cut off by Lorna Paul. Lovely, lovely hand pass to Arna Dynan. Arna Dynan goes in. Paul goes in. The challenges are hard and fair. And the ball comes out. Lovely pick up from O'Donoghue. This lady is very light on her feet and puts, of course, puts the ball into space at every opportunity. Down for Hannah Maynail and Hannah, Hannah who got the goal. Gets out in front of Liam McInerney. And here comes Hannah. Hannah going to shoot. Well, to dog a defending there by McInerney. McInerney comes, here comes Hannah May, comes back around again, puts the ball into the middle, but it's cut off by Arna Dynan. Dynan, great relief from Dynan, puts the ball off, but it comes out to the midfielder. Quinlevin had her hand up in the air for that one, gets the ball out to Flanagan. Flanagan holds one point, that's a dangerous ball, going in towards Lorraine O'Loughlin and Jared Murphy and, and, and the cornerback both go out to ground. Sensational defender by Liam McInerney there, Leo. But, you know, in fairness to the Tuller backs, they're under immense pressure because the Clarecastle half-back line and midfield are so dominant that just balls has been lorded straight down time and time again. So, uh, you know, Tuller only five down, Clarecastle Benny doing all the camogie. So, you know, it's, it's closer than the scoreboard suggests. Yeah, 18 minutes gone here in, in O'Garney Park. The ball is into the middle. All you're dying. And Gillian Ryan. Gillian Ryan, how many we how many times have we mentioned her last week? Holly Halley mentioned her tall today. She's back doing a Mark Woman job on Darren Murphy. The ball has been in into the top, into the midfielder, and a free out uh, looks like for uh Tola Fergal signal. Yeah, it must be for over carrying there on the far side. He's having a, a word, I think. Is it with Louise Griffin? Maybe he's having a word that there just turned out to No, he's given out to the, the manager James Healy, it's selector. Oh, it's a free, free in. in. It's free a free in. in. It's over. Yeah, I was thinking I didn't see any free out, so I, yeah. I, I didn't think it would have been a free for Tullin. He's given, the, he's given James Heaney mm. one warning uh, from Fergal O'Brien, and one thing that Fergal will not stand for is, is anyone um, giving out to him or saying it to him, and he's 100% right. Here comes Murphy with the free far. Looks good, Leo. He goes, mm. look good. It's not, it doesn't look good. It is very, very good. One goal and four for Clarkesson Bellier. Tulla uh, one point. And as we're talking about the referees, and we saw the initiative yesterday where the, throw, the referees got presented yep. in QC Park, we have to have respect for referees, Pat, and the Fergal O'Brien commands respect. 
Well, absolutely. Well, look, look every property deserves respect. And I mean, I know decisions are made, we disagree with at times and we get frustrated, and especially mentors who are putting an awful lot of work in, and players, when, when, when an obvious mistake is made. But as the players make mistakes, I think even analysts make mistakes, they all know. Commentators, commentators like you at all, but analysts like me makes another mistake. Pet, plenty. But don't get me wrong. The referee, we have to try and understand the referee is human and show that respect. And look at most referees do the, do a great job. I mean, in fact, all referees do a great job. But without the referees, we've no matches. We've no matches. We've nothing to talk about. Yeah. And here's a free for Shane Condon, and I tell you, there was a bit of afters there from some of the players into... That's what we're here to Good see. Free. And that's a great ball free from Conlon. That's the best free she's hit. He's blocked inside. Eamon Conlon has gone to ground but Eamon comes out with that ball and she she goes to the sanctuary of, this, of the, of the sideline anyway, yeah. and it's gone out for a dog to Derek is picking up in tempo. It is, it is. And that little... <coughs> coming together as we say a little greeting on a Sunday morning that's you know that's the sort of stuff that'll ignite a team in, into life and um, you know Tull have settled in fairness their backs have been to the wall some tremendous displays you know and they're repelling Clarecastle and attacks you know they're only six down I mean He's six is nothing really yeah and here's a chance for Breedine Dynan with uh, 45 to narrow the deficit here in O'Garney Park she'll nail this Leon you know it'll be back to a five point lead yeah, with a drop with a drop into the net and then just any kind of a, a ball, a dipping ball and the crowd cr crowd still streaming in here to O'Garney Park. A lot of late revelers. Heavy traffic at and oh, Bredine does it and she right. we put the kite bash on and it goes a poor strike from this from a, a free taker of Bredine Dyer yeah, yeah, and goes out to the right left hand side and gone wide one goal and four for Claire Castle-Belly yeah, and kind of little boom this now 70 yards down the field Leo. Yeah, and Anya Dynan went and sitting back and here it comes not as, not as big as bomb as the one she's hit already. Quinlan, or Sinead goes up into the air for Tulla. Here comes Sinead Condon. Call Will, Amy Wiley, and here she comes right on cue. In, and she kicks it away even from Rhea Flanagan. I tell you, she's not going to hang around and the ball comes out. Lauren Dewey, Wiley has gone in again. And Wiley, I tell you, if she gets up this one, she's all the one. She, she does. She's on her knees. She's not at Messing Clare no. Castle. She's on her knees here in O'Garney Park. The ball, it's right on the Tulla 60 metre line. Who's going to come out with this one? Jennifer Nick is trying to get it for Tulla, and Fergal calls a halt to proceedings. Pet, in fairness to Wiley, she is just all over the place again. Which I look at, she's one of those players every team needs, well, every team needs 15 of them, but every team still needs a couple like her that'll work absolutely their socks off, that will stick like glue to the other danger player, sometimes sacrificing their own open play or scoring chances. <coughs> Amy Wiley, to me, is, is invaluable to a team. Yeah, and she sets up another attack and she hand passed that ball off to Rhea Flanagan. It comes out, comes out to Amy McNamara. Amy isn't going to stand on ceremony <coughs> and drive, but who's coming out for it? O'Connor and Oh, Leo, did you look at that? She sidesteps breathing down and she's launching the in towards Jordan Murphy. Jordan Gillian Ryan does well, gets out in front of uh, Jordan and he says, Lorna Power with a one-handed flick out towards Is it Eva Judy? No, it is, it's Goland who gives the ball out. Out here to the midfielder is Katie Cloonan. Out to Jennifer Nicholas. Jennifer getting a chance to run into Clark Castle defence. She's been chased down by Emma O'Donoghue. That's what she should be doing, yeah. That's good play from Jennifer Nicholas. And who's in here? Emma O'Connor with a flick, and here she comes again. Ah, oh, and a high swing there by Eva Dewey. That's, that's the epitome of fullback play, Leo. And the referee, that's it. Murphy oh, goes to the clouds. A great decision. A shot uh, to be the scorer of the year. Uh, unbelievable the stuff. Derek Darbra, unbelievable score. Unbelievable stuff. <coughs>
Emma O'Connell out in front of three, four players, picked it with the first touch, took a wallop of the hurley, didn't bother her, thrown him out of her way, delivered a high ball, Murphy plucks it from the heavens, over the shoulder, over the bar, and Leo, that's the best score I've seen in a long time. <coughs> one goal and five for Clarecastle Bellier, Tulla one point, blocked down by Emma O'Donoghue. And Clarecastle really pushing home their supremacy at this stage, and the free, is Darren going to come out and take this one? I just feel mentally, oh, Emma, I just, <coughs> just love watching her, she is the epitome of your driving out full-back. But not alone that, she's, she's an extra forward as well. Imagine your, your, your full-back being your best, your best forward on the day in terms of putting ball over the bar. Uh, she's done Murphy's second this one, I thought Emma might come up, but uh, Emma has so much ground covered already. She's covered, I'd say, as much ground as a lot of players do in a full game. But a super, uh, there's no question or no hesitation in saying she's an outstanding player. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, she has plenty of experience that came from the county uh, year, years ago. And a lady that likes the good crack too, there's no doubt about that. But a formidable fullback, now, now standing in the centre back position. Here's this 50 metre free from Darren Murphy. And there's a tension called, is it on the far side of the field? There's a ton of there gone down on the far side. Is it Kira Golan has gone down there on the far side? Uh, uh, for Turner requiring attention and for Brian quite rightly <coughs> call it looks like an ankle injury for Kira Golan but Derek I know you, you'll give your unbiased opinion you must be delighted with the, with the way Castle yeah, absolutely. Look, I was delighted when I first saw when I heard the refixture was here in the Garney Park. I just felt that the space that this pitch, you know, would benefit Clarecastle compared to the tightness of the Father Mac Park. Gillian Ryan mopped ball after ball the last day. And then when I hear that she's gone in doing a, a American job on Darren Murphy, yeah, I know you have to curb Darren, but Darren has, you know, a point from Clay, got tapped over free. She did win the ball and hand pass it off to Hannah May and for the goal. Like, I think you're robbing Peter to pay a Paul there. Gillian Ryan was so dominant in the half-back line the last day. And in my opinion, if they'd have left her in the half-back line, she stops the supply into Duran. So, look, I, I'm not going to criticise managers. They all have decisions to make. But, you know, that and Jennifer Nicholas being inside, it's just two strange moves for me, Leo. Yeah, and here's this 50-metre free from Dylan Murphy. Can't you add... This is dropping. Yeah, it's a dangerous one. Lorraine has to deal with it. And she does. Lorraine Lachlan does well into Lorna Power. In fairness, no fairness Lorraine Lachlan has done very well under some... You know, she's been under pressure there with some yeah. dropping balls. And, and is Lorna know. Power doing well, actually, as well. She's trying yeah, to Lorna Power is playing yeah. well at, at, in the tunnel of defence. And here... And the ball here comes Conlon. Is she going to get away from Wiley? But Wiley is back around. Conlon, that's a great ball into space, Sergeant to Bredeen. Bredeen put down the paw, but the paw doesn't stick. But she gets it at the second attempt, where she's now robbed by St uh, the midfielder, Estella Quinlevin. And is Kira Golan free in for Tulla. Kira has made a good recovery, and it's yeah. one goal and five for Clarkassabelle. Tulla, one point. But they just need to get a score pass. That's converting. I mean, that, that Bredeen has put two wide now. Again, we're admiring, we're all admirers of Bredeen, fabulous player, and uh, she's no only more to disappointed than she is herself but uh, you know the, the, the scoreboards were <coughs> and any, any shot from inside you know 45 metres has simply have to go over to they need to cut that deficit to, from, from seven points down to, down to maybe four or five before half time if they can there's 26 minutes and six and a half minutes gone there'll probably be a couple of injuries uh, they just need to close that gap to have a chance in the second half I think if it says seven or eight they won't and she has done the business with this free, yes, over the bar. Yeah, she has nailed it, one goal and five to two points. And Derek, I suppose, first of all, before, you know, this is the last Camogie game in Clare in 2022. And credit to Clare Camogie board, all fixtures finished as per their schedule. Yeah, well, look, when you have someone like with the determination of Breed Mac on that board, everything's going <coughs> to be done to the letter of the law and they follow their schedules. And in fairness, which players 
players need. Players mm-hmm. like to know what's what, when when it is. So they, you know, there's more to life than sport. You know, you've got holidays, you've family occasions, weddings, what. You know, players love to know that this game is this time, two weeks time we're playing again, and so on and so forth. And it's a credit to the Clare Camogie board. You know, they're doing an outstanding job. Yeah, kudos, and there's no doubt about it. Pictures, yeah. and I know Mary Louise Kaiser being involved as well as the Ryanair plane, and I tell you one thing. Tuna could do something with to put a bit of flight into their attack and, and into their team at this oh, moment Neil, that's time. a beautiful line in fairness. Flying airplane and a flight. Huh? Ah. Jimmy McGee in his head, they wouldn't have done that, Leo. Leo's taken off this morning, so he has. <laughs> <coughs> Leo got plenty of rest this night. That's the, that's the, cue, the cue for that. But here's and who's up to take this free, this 45 metre free, only Emma O'Connell. And, you know, we're coming Has there been anyone else more influential in the first half on the ML Connell? Has there been anyone more influential? The two Emmas, um, the two Emmas uh, for me, and Amy, uh, and Amy Wiley. Amy Wiley, Emma O'Connell, and this lady here in front of me, Emma O'Donnell, I, I think, <coughs> um, are having st- staunch games for Clarkessibility. You see, but O'Connell, she's already two points got. Is she going to nail this one? She, is she strikes with it. It's hanging, it's hanging. Is it kept, it's kept in play by Henry and Elan. The, the umpire put up the hand. And took down the hand, yeah. but it, it put decisive. I tell you, trust safe and put it up when it's back, when it's back in play anyway. <clears> and, but you know, it keeps a bit of respite for Tuller. It's out now with Nicholas. Nicholas, that's a good ball from Nicholas up towards uh, the, the midfielder, Katie Clune. But yeah, who's coming up? Oh, Connell. <laughs> uh, look at she'd beat him Unreal. up and down all day. And Amy Mack goes up and, oh, I tell you one thing, Amy was lucky there because it's been pulled back for free for O'Connell because Amy, Amy Mack had come in behind. Yeah, it's the free the free is given up. Amy was getting worried there for a minute because she's already on a little she a little tick a little tick from yeah, from the, the back of head, yeah. And all the Mulconnell tried to put uh, Emma O'Connell back in. There's no doubt Emma. We, my God, she's got she's gone straight where she was. I tell you, does um, the O'Connell? It's called discipline. The O'Connell household. And here comes Emma. Puts the ball out into space. And in the ball, who's coming out? It's Henry. They needed to get the goal. Going back here. Jennifer Nicholas now beginning to uh, come into the game. It's Wiley, Amy, <coughs> I know it's Chloe Devitt. The white hand by Chloe Devitt gets away from Ornamont Conroy. Devitt hits the ball across, looking for, but it's going to be cut off by Ava McInerney for Tuller. Robbed by Rhea Flanagan. This lady just works savage hard, and the ball comes back. Here comes Jennifer Nicholas now back in her own back line. Turns the left hand side, delivers a good ball up towards Eva Dooley. Dooley now in the corner, but Devitt. David for uh, Casabellier, and that was a brilliant pick up from David. Goes to ground, and here comes the bomb from O'Connell and clears it out. Out, up goes the hand. Lily McMahon, the hand was up there for a while, and there's a dangerous ball in as we close in in half time. Gillian Ryan blocks it down on O'Loughlin, on Lorraine. The first mistake Lorraine has made in the two in the hour and a half of Camogie that we have, and I think Lorraine Pat, you know, conditions are are are, 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 are slippy, but she was. Well, it was a dangerous ball that came in first of all, and she took care of it on the line, brought it out to the side, and just she was picking it, just brought it out that few inches over the end line. So a clear 45, but look, uh, it's, it's safer than, than letting them make a miss it on the goal line, leading to a tapping goal. So, uh, as, we, as we said about referees and players and, com- and commentators and analysts, everybody's entitled to a mistake or two. Yeah, and I see Dr. Pedro Green out there, the Tulla medic, and looks like he could do with a bit of treatment himself there this morning, but. Uh, it's a free, this 45 metre free for Clarkessabellier. Can she add to the Clarkessabellier lead? Indeed, she nails it. One goal and six for Clarkessabellier. Two points uh, for Tulla. We're in the dying moments here of this first half. We've gone one minute into the added time of what Fergal O'Brien adds on here in O'Garney Park. 
One goal and six. That's nine. There's a seven-point lead for Claire Casabellier and Derek, they would have taken that at the start of the game. Absolutely, Theo. They'd be delighted going into the dressing room with the, the, the opening 30 minutes. They're dominant here in the middle third. <coughs> you know, if Tully do get it into the full forward line, Emma O'Connell is just mopping ball after ball after ball up. And she's not only mopping it, Leo, she's launching attacks with her clearance. And Pat, there's no Tully player within 50 metres of the... Casabellier goalkeeper at this moment in time that shows the pressure that they're on. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, they're playing. They're playing a, a real guard battle for the whole half of the game. Actually, there's no. There's hardly any stage where Tulla have dominated. Really, they've had a few decent attacks, but but they've been easily tortured. And uh, Breedine stepped over two frees. That's all they've scored. She's missed a couple as well. And uh, nobody else has taken a shot of any of any, of any um, significance. And Sinead Collins just really cannot come into it. She's just in a vice-like grip with Amy Amy Wiley. So it's all going to Castle Bellier's way. And they're fully they're fully fully deserving of the lead ahead. They have, they have five or six players playing over their skins uh, as good as, any, as as good as I've seen in a long time. And uh, as we, we mentioned, Neva Connell again, but she's just an outstanding half goalie she's played today. Yeah, and indeed, as we come to the dying moments of this first half, there is going to be a free for uh, Breedine Dine and 40, 45 metres out. Maybe, maybe she's being brought back out. It's now 55 metres out here in the lane, uh, bringing her back out to the to position. We have been commentating online here in this first half here from O'Garney Park. So we, we welcome back our listeners back on all platforms, FM, online, as Facebook and this needs to land live here. So here's Breedine catching in the score for Tulla. And Fernand has a tremendous free for the sick of Breedine Dine and brings narrow to deficit. One goal and six for Claire Casabellier. Tulla three points. A significant, Derek, it brings it back to a two-score game. Yeah, look, Breedine nailed a huge score. It's just, <coughs> you know, they're gone 33, almost 33 minutes. No score from play, Leo. It's a worrying statistic, especially when you're going to be going, going into the dressing room six down. I mean, you're, you're going to need some scores from play. Breedine isn't going to lend six unanswered frees to level it up, like, you know, so... They, they really need to look at themselves inside. I think they should come out and line up a bit different for the second half. Their lineup just did not suit. You know, it just it played into Clarkasabellier's hands. Their pivotal players were isolated. Gillian Ryan's in at fullback. You know, doing a fine job in there, but you're Robin Peter to pay Paul. Jennifer Nicholas was in the full forward line. She carries a lot of ball. So totally need to go in and rejig it if they're going to come back into this contest. Yeah, and speaking of Jennifer Nicholas Pesson, before we take a break at half time, she's come out around the middle of the field. She has made a difference. She's already, he's, on the she's already picked up five or six balls and delivered them in or ran with them and something has happened. But she's that type of player. You know, you, a player who isn't the natural forward has no, uh, you know, a scorer inside has no business out the back to the goals trying to, trying to play the game that way. They want to be facing the ball and driving on with it. And uh, I said, it's a surprising move. But look at the game is only half time. We've often seen changes, you know, changes happen in the second half of a game when a team get into it. They might, sort of might need another goal, good goal, soft goal, any kind of a goal, but a green flag probably. I don't think they'll get enough points. Um, but I've been very, very impressed with Castle Bellier, an outstanding display, and just watching them there, uh, you would imagine they wouldn't be out of place in Zina Camogie Leo. But that's, it's only half time, so we're not writing off Tulla at all. Yeah, well, and we're not writing off Tulla, you, you, you write off Tulla at your peril, there's no doubt about that. But having said that, Derek made the point, you know, that he was delighted for Castle supporters that the match is on here, mm. and that's quite justified. You can see they're yeah. relishing in the open spaces mm. of Mogarney Park. That is being proven, actually, that, that, that was definitely right. They have, rel they have relished in it. Um, uh, they just playing, playing down the wings, down the middle, winning frees, uh, winning breaks, tackling, uh, stifling, uh, sort of attack, brilliantly. Emma, as I said, Emma, Emma O'Connell, um, Amy Wiley, 
you know, uh, as we said, Rhea Flanagan off and on, Emma Dunn, who very, very good at times, Jillian Murphy beginning to show her, her paces as well there, even though in fairness to Gillian, or Gillian Ryan, she has limited the effect of Darren to some, some extent, and that takes some doing. But uh, look at uh, it's half time, one six to three points. You'd have to say Clarkas Bellier are in the driving seat, but uh, was he what would do to rejig the teams and see can they put pressure on? I tell you, we've listened to some all over the place, but this is one that I've never heard of before. Listeners at the pyramids in Egypt. Well, you're Derek. Wait, you're waking them up, Leo. Are they having a six pack and listening <laughs> to the, the, the Clare Intermediate Camogie <clears throat> final? You know, you're at the pyramids. And still, camogie means more than the pyramids. That's all I'll say. I tell you, you can whatever. What's the saying? You can take. You can't take the home out of a person or whatever. If I tell you, Irish terrorists, it's their their followers. That's a new one. That's probably be there isn't as much dampness on, on the grass there. If there's any grass anywhere, there is in the bridge. I can tell you that much. Or in the air either. So. I hope that person is there, or that those people are enjoying their break. I hope they don't there. fall off the and, pyramids and, if the second half life is up. I hope our commons doesn't, doesn't wake up any of those mummies under the pyramids either. There's no doubt. Come here, as we take a break here from O'Garney Park, and at half time in the 2022 Intermediate Championship Camogie final, it's Calcassa Bellier in the lead by one goal and six to Tullus three pints. We hit back for a bit of music. And you're welcome back to O'Garney Park and Six Mile Bridge for the second half of the 2022 Intermediate Camogie Final between Clarkassa Bellier and Tulla. And all this is today as the Tulla subs, and that's as lively as the Tulla subs have been all day as they run across the field to take up the positions for the start of the second half. It's one goal and six for Clarkassa Bellier, three points to Tulla here at halftime. Pat, what can Tulla do to arrest this slide? Leo, I think they've got to get a goal in the next 10 minutes. Uh, or otherwise the game's slipping away from... No, if they can peg it back with points, uh, as you would, I'm sure the management will go for the points. First of all, get a point, get two points. But I don't think they're fluid, fluid or fluent enough to be getting that many points. Their Castle Bellier are going to surely tap over a few of their own to keep the thing taken over. So I think Tull will need at least one green flag. And if that doesn't come, I think the Castle Bellier will be the champions. Yeah, and the ball is out in the middle of free for Tull in the early chance. And there is changes aplenty on the Tuller side. Not in personnel, but in positional switches. I see Anya Dynan has gone full back. Gillian Ryan is back out here Gillian in the half back the back. So Derek, they must be listening. Someone must be listening. So well, if they're listening to us in the pyramids, surely someone from Tulla has an old earpiece and told, them, told the management team what we said. Here's a free from Brady and Dynan. In, is it? Oh, it's blocked inside and who's it like comes out. Is it? Chloe David. David, the centre-back, and I tell you, she plays a bit of football, and that was a lovely uh, kick pass off the outside of the boot. Comes out to the midfielder, the midfielder, Sally Quinlevin, Lily McMahon for Clark Casabellier, trying to get the ball up, kicked on. Chloe Devitt there, Fiona Breen, the wing-back, comes in trying to clear it out for Clarkassabellier, and here she comes, it's Hannah Dynan, Dynan puts the ball up, into, with Lorna Power, Lorna, having a good game for Tuller in the half-back line. Her father, Jim, won the National League with Clare in 677 and 78, but here comes Flanagan, and a first low ball into Darren Murphy and Anya Dynan. Dynan yeah. came in from behind, and... A free for Darren Murphy. Darren goes to ground. Lovely ball from Flanagan, Derek. Yeah, it was a lovely pop pass right in front. A forwards ball, as we'd call it. Just go down, get it. The hurley came in, a little flick from the side, but the flick was a bit too high, and it was definitely a free, and it's one that Darren will probably tap over, you know, to extend Clarkassel's lead. It would be a good start for Clarkassel Bellier. Yeah, and you know, Tulla needed that chance from Breedine Dine and Pat, but, you know, long-range scores are at a premium, you know. We, we, Unless you have someone like Emma O'Connor on your side, 
Tunnel probably need breeding closer to goals if they're going to cause something uh, get back in the Yeah, game. there's just not enough Tunnel players uh, beating the road, the player they're marking. I'd say, I'd say in 12 positions in the field, so Castle Belly are winning the battles, Leo, it's as simple as that. And here comes Dale Murphy, lovely launch. Leo, it, is in, it is interesting to see that uh, <coughs> Amy Wiley has, has left Sinead Conlon for, for the first time <coughs> in, in, in 60 minutes, and she's gone in on uh, Bredeen Dining, and you know, Wiley will stick to her like glue. There's no doubt about it, and Sinead Conlon has been has has get a bit of freedom the, the task have been picked up by Emma O'Connell, no less a player than Emma O'Connell. Here's Lorraine O'Loughlin, the taller goalkeeper with the Pokemon, goes low with this one, tries to find the player, but he's blocked by uh, Emma O'Donoghue. This lady having a very good game in the half hour as well, carrying the ball. Last this one out to Emma Amy McNamara. Amy McNamara being chased down by Lily McMahon. O'Donoghue goes to ground. I actually got a little bit of hit from Eva Doody there on that occasion, but. Who's going to come out with this one? He comes out, it's Lily McMahon, puts the ball across into space. Who's already coming out for Oli Darren Murphy, getting out in front of Dinan. She pops a lovely pop pass off there uh, to Rhea Flanagan, but Murphy is on yeah, the ground yeah, after the tackle. Down. Flanagan, a shot straight over the bar from the stick of Rhea Flanagan. One goal in eight for Clarecastle, Bellier. Three points uh, for Tulla, but I think there could be a Tulla player in a small bit of bother here, Pat. Yeah, Darren Murphy certainly. <coughs> after the living the ball, uh, someone ran into her. I'm not sure what is. Uh, it's number. It's uh, is it is it? It's uh, Ava McInerney. Ava McInerney is is the lovely first yeah. touch up pass. Super pass off yeah. to the runner, you know. And that's the difference, you know. The touch of class set up the scoring chance and well finished in fairness by by under real Fennigan. Yeah, yeah real Fennigan. Yeah, but yeah, in fairness, yeah. you're looking at General Murphy and she's a, she's a look. We all know as a brilliant goalkeeper. We all know she's a brilliant commodity player outfield. But the one thing you can't say, she ain't selfish, Derek. No, no. Classic. Jaren will work really, really hard for her <coughs> team, always. That puck out comes out from Lorraine O'Loughlin and tweaked up by Louise Griffin. What an addition this lady has been to the Carcassa Bellier midfield. In Hose comes up to Henny May Nealon. Nealon comes out, another high tackle for Tuller. Fergal playing the advantage. And then he comes back for the free. Pat Tuller are going to have to work under discipline because, look, I know it's hard for their backs when they're being, you, you see, know, yeah. the pressure they're under, incense pressure. Look, Leo, their confidence at the moment is low. I mean, I know they would have come out with fighting talk at half time, and in fairness, you know, they're trying their best. But the, the difference today is that Castle Bellier are just a, a step ahead in, in, in quality and a step ahead in determination, a step ahead in physicality, but also on, on their ball skills. They're, they're really, really, really on the ball today. First touches are so good, and they're drawing freeze. And look, at, when you're under pressure, you give away a freeze. As simple as that. And we speak about Amy Wiley. She didn't leave Sinead Connell loose for too long, because <laughs> as O'Connell goes up to take this free, and he's going to drop in around, blocked out by Gillian Ryan, Amy McNamara coming out for Tonna, the lovely pick-up by the cornerback. But she's blocked down by... The hard-working Darren Murphy, and you're not, there's no escape at all. Okay. Now out to Breedine. Breedine back in a left half-back position. Tuller with one tour, 50 yards further up the pitch. No Tuller player within 60 yards of the Clarecastle uh, goal. Kira Golan trying to get it up for Tuller on the far side of the field. Leafa Dooley working there for Tuller, but it's Louise Griffin. And how many times did Derek Tormer has she come out of the pack with, out of the rock with balls today? Yeah, and in fairness to her, she's been a great addition to the middle of the park, and, and they're working their socks off there. You know, but I, I just, I have to go back to to to, to, to Leah. I know Kirkcastle all week spoke about, and I know it seems strange, but they they were going to put a man marker on Gillian Ryan to stop her launch and attack after attack from the half back line. Kirkcastle turned up today and see Gillian Ryan in full back. It was, it was just, you know, it was. They were delighted. They were absolutely doing the job for them. Yeah. Yeah. But here is a free, another free in for Castle Bay, Bellier. Peak off the ground there, I think was it by Breedine over there on the far side. Uh, James Healy 
looking intently over there, quite happy with, with his charges, and it's a free for Lauren too. He's not bringing up, and Jordan is coming out. Jordan is taking taking leadership as a good player should should do this. 45, 50 meter free, about five meters in from the Tommy Mori Memorial Stand. It's Lorena Lachlan who's in the goals here at the school in here for the second half. And We're probably getting into two green flag territory if this goes over. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I tell you, and Brooke McInerney is going to be the. I tell you, it only had nothing to do with the Clark Castle Valley goals, and Jeremy Murphy launches this one, and indeed Andy McMahon goes back for the flag and then points like a, a, a salute, and the fella puts up the white flag, one goal and nine to three points. That's a big lead, Pat. It is in this kind of a game, Leo, her, as I said, it was a really high scoring game, and it was, you know, 180 to 27 or something, but, you know, this, this, this Tulla aren't scoring, they're just not putting on enough pressure. They're not winning good ball in the middle of the field. The deliveries are bad and the girls inside are just are starved the position. And when they do get in there, they have more column to deal with and the rest of those backs. So I, I, I you know, I, I hate to say it, I, well, I hate to say it from the point of view of the game, but I, I think that I think the side, it's already decided nearly where the cup is going, the Father Morning Cup is going to go, I think. And a free uh, given for a late challenge there on GD and Ryan, but once again, Wiley was out in front of Dine and then I tell you one thing. Wiley, she's some men marker, woman marker pet. She's unbelievable, as we said at the last time, as we say it again today. She's just an outstanding player. Leo, uh, if you put her on one of the good Cork, Galway, Kilkenny forwards in, in Camogie, she'd do the she'd same do the job. job. She'd, she'd do, do the, the same job, Pat. Yeah. Like her, her Camogie, and uh, it's no sure way to be critical, is a bit limited. Mm. Her Camogie is a bit limited, like, but sometimes do job. it doesn't matter if you if you do the job that you're yeah. supposed to do. He's the girl that's not limited. He is a lady, Emma O'Connor. I tell you what, the O'Connell, the O'Connell blood came out in that one. Doesn't they know call that. her Gugina. That's what they call her. Gugina. Gugina. She's a refined Gugi, but I tell you what, she very nearly let go there because I thought she was fully deserving of a free, but to know it's a free in for Tulla and breathing really dying. We're talking about Amy Wiley and her father, Jamesy, used to play for Bereich. He was always, he, he was meant to go all over the place. Maybe not at the positions he should be compared to, I tell you, the daughter. He's a much better actor, no doubt about that. Here's a free for Breeding Dine and Tulla need a score very badly to give him a bit of hope here in this intermediate final. 35, 40 metre free just in front of the Tulla dugout. Breeding strikes it. Is it a from Breeding? No. He comes back oh, off the post. Oh. Is there a break? It comes out to Julie. Julie a shot and it's gone. Oh, it's gone in. Jumping her was going to put I tell you, there's a bit of indecision. She saved it with her foot. I tell you. Brooke McInerney saved that with her and foot. The, the umpire on this side of the field is had her hand up. Give it, I think, are there? The umpire on this side of the field had her hand up. I thought it's a bit out, but look, it would have to be there, down there. Is there a bit of oxygen for Tulla? The umpire on this side. Now the Fergal, in fairness to him, he's going in consulting him. Yeah. You know, he's taking his time. He's Give going to no make more, the right yeah. decision. Mm. You have to credit him for that. Mary Nealon is one of them. It's a huge, it's a huge moment. No, I, I thought that the, the full back, however, had saved it, but indeed. It's a goal, Leo. He I is. think it's a goal. No, he, is he's no. not. He's gone giving a throw in the 21. They were unsure, I'd say. It's a free in. Okay. No, I, that yeah. was the one decision I wasn't expecting. That's, that's, that's the politically, you know, that's that's a pack moment there now. Just get it politically right. I'd say the umpire on this side, not too sure who it is, was going to head her hand up there. The umpire on the far side had decided, no, Breedine, this has to be goal or not in Derek. What do you think? Yeah, she'll have to go for goal, Leo. You know, nine points down, 20 minutes to go. They need a goal. 
Indeed, she no, takes the it point. So, Redeen has confidence in the troops yet that they can pull this one back. It's one goal and nine for Clarkesse Four points now for Tullet Pet, but they need much more of that. Yeah, and the right girl got it in the hand that And Mifa Dooley, in fairness to her, she hadn't been too much in the game. She struck it, she struck it very, very well. And it failed. Luke Brooke McInerney struck it with her foot. And it looked like it might have rolled over the line from here. But the umpires right beside it, and no goal. And fairness, well, everybody, everybody was consulted. All the right things were done there. Here's so. an immediate response oh. uh, from. Is it Lauren too even the passing him? I don't know. And it's into Hannah Maynard and a shot. Goal! Claire Castabelli. Shin, shin, Leo. Shin, shin. Shin, shin. Shin and made. There's no doubt about it, even though there's 20 minutes left. Hannah May Nealon with her sick, and I tell you what a finish. What a brilliant she, shot. She, Lorena, to beat a goalkeeper of the stature of Lorena Auckland from that, she just had no chance. Two fair goals, Pat. That was a brilliant shot. Leah, she shot the hurley fairly short and it was an absolute bullet. She, like, she's a, as well as being skillful and, and well able to collect the ball and sidestep and all that, she really has a shot. And that's her second, will she be going for her hat trick? Certainly, will be looking for one because uh, I think that's game over, Leo. I know it's very early in the second half. It's only, what, 10 minutes gone in the second half. I think that's game over and this totally can goal here. Sinead Conlon is trying to get in there before. Sinead Conlon, but... Ella, who's Conlon, again. What a pick up from O'Connell. <laughs> she's four ton of pairs after and she still clears the ball. She got it she three, got times, it three times. Yeah. But I tell you what, she was as well off catching it the third time because she was being hounded by ton of players. As Breedine, I see Breedine dying and he's gone huge, down in the... Leo, huge 40 seconds there. I mean, hmm. there's the debate whether it's yeah. across the line or not. Brooke McInerney got a foot, Six to, point to, a foot to save it. Kirkcastle the Bellier launch a delivery. Lauren Tui flicks it on into the... And Hannah May Neelan plucks it from the heavens, passes the defender, and as Pat said, it was an unstoppable rocket. A uh, bullet of a shot, and I see Matty Horn is in and, and, and the field, he's on the phone. I tell you, he's looking for, he's probably looking for reinforcements, but at this stage, but I think even the taller lads know at this stage, as Matty is just barely making his way across the field. But what a tremendous job he has done with Tuller Camogie Pat in the last two years. Absolutely, you're in to meet the final, and he's right the first day. It means you're doing an awful lot of things right and uh, a lot of good players coming through there as well but uh, today they have to give second best to an, an a really outstanding display but uh, particularly by a few individuals. But I think the overall team display of Clarecastle Valley is very impressive. Even the so-called players we're not mentioning too often are still doing a very solid job but their outstanding players are simply that. They are unbelievable today. Yeah, the free from Breedine over the bar it's from good, Breedine think, yeah. Dining. Uh, two goals and nine to five points and look at even Derek, look at the total attack. No score from play, it's all freeze. Yeah, no score from play, 42 minutes into the county final. You cannot, you cannot possibly win, Leo, you know. And that puck out comes, another bomb from Emma O'Connell, comes off the stick of Amy <laughs> McNamara, and just when you're hoping to get a, a bit of repast and, and, and gain a bit, of, a bit of momentum, O'Connell comes out with probably her best puck out of the day and drives it well into the, the, the taller half, and here's Lauren Tooley, Lauren Tooley with the sideline, and this is just really going to uh, uh, drive, drive it home. Pat, look, you're looking out onto the field here in O'Garney Park and credit Six Mile Bridge for the condition of the pitch. You know, they had the Senior B final out here the other night as well. Three, six players within 80 metres of the uh, Claire Castabelli goalkeeper. It's, it's all hands on deck in defence, Leo, and uh, there's, they need to be there again because I think this is the end of the attack Castabelli, but good work there by uh, the, the, the uh, wing back. Yeah, Jean, cut out by Ginny Ryan, Ryan uh, but unfortunately Rhea Flanagan was fouled mm -hmm. as she made her way in, and Derek Claire Castabelli just. Look, it is over. They're dominant in every every position. Of the it field. is, and when you come to replays, Leo, it, it, you know it's off to the side who's their homework done, who learned the most from the first day. But what what really helped Clarecastle Bellier today, and I, and I hate being critical, was Tulla lined up exactly the way Clarecastle Bellier would have wanted. Their big players were in positions that suited Clarecastle Bellier. Gillian Ryan going in at fullback was just 
I know what they were trying to do, but she lorded it. I mean, she was the player of the match last week in Father McPark. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. Jennifer Nicholas being inside, you know, it, 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 it just yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, they find themselves now chasing a game. And you're 11 points down. You're going to have to, you know, just... Just go gung-ho for it. Yeah, it's 2 10 to 5 points. Another free from Dermot Murphy. There's a sub on coming on for Tully. She had McNamara warm-up. Here comes Nicholas. She gets away from uh, Fiona Breen. Nicholas is a very good player. And that's a lovely low ball in from Nicholas. And it's caught inside. The adventure's time is over. Who, who comes out with it? Oli O'Connell. O'Connell to Hannah Dynan. Hannah winds up and let's fly. She's going to have to go back, reserve back to the boot. And it comes out to midfielder McMahon. And McMahon is caught for far oh, over carrying. Not much she, in fairness. She knew, she knew it herself, but... You know, again, Pat, and I, I know I alluded to Derek's point, you're looking at you're looking at your pendant players and McNamara in there for Tolly. You're looking at your pendant players uh, also as Avian Rochelle is coming yeah. in and you know, Avian her father Dini used play, playing goal for Fecal did Dini would what he was, in fairness to Dini was everyone's favourite goalkeeper in these tail men with the big puck out, but Dini, the daughter is coming now and I hope she's more mobile out the field than you, Dini. But anyway, <laughs> here's the free for Breedine Dining. We'll let, her, let this one go. This 50 metre free, 210. That's the defender and get a soft goal. They have to get into it somewhere. But Breedine strikes this one, strikes it. In fairness, our free taking has been exemplary. 210 to 6 points in favour of Castamelier. But Tulla may be looking at the quality of the panel that they have. And, you know, that's why they had to make the changes. And Derek, I know Derek is, is you know, you, you, you're learning the most. And there's no doubt Clark Castlebelly have learned the most. But look at Tona, a lot of these are young players. Yeah, and look at, first of all, Clark Castlebelly have to get enormous credit at both player level and management level for getting it right today. Because when you look, when, both, when you get it that right, everybody everybody has done their job properly. But having said that, no point of just criticising the Tona management or the coaches. They have done a really job to get them here it's, as a young developing team. Fantastic job done by those lads, Ray Stewart and uh, by, by Matt Horn and, and all the others involved at the club. And I'm sure they'll, they'll look at, they'll, they'll, they'll be down after today, definitely, if, if it stays as, as the way it looks like it's staying. But they will take a lot out of their year and they will build up for next year and they'll go again. So, uh, Tulla, uh, hopefully a team on the up, but Clarecastle Ballet certainly look like an up senior, and I think they'll, they'll well hold their own up there as well. There's no doubt about them. They won't be up senior. There's no doubt about it. There's more young players coming in, in, in Clarecastle Ballet. You know, they've been part of a county squads. I see James Healy and Fergal O'Brien are having a, a, a laugh over there on the far side. James can laugh easy now. I think the Lee Murray Cup is going to be—he's he, going to be holding it at some stage uh, tonight. And Bradeen dining with the free on her own 65-metre line, and you know <coughs> it's hard. Bradeen just has takes, takes the freeze all over the place. He's a great body to Conlon. He said, "Where is Wiley?" Oh, Wiley was out the field. Here comes Sinead Conlon, and who comes out? Only Louise Griffin. Ball out to Eva Judy. Judy with a shot, a point from play from a very impressive oh, striker in Aoife Judy. Two goals and ten for Castellier. Seven points for Tulla. Well, Leo, a score is a score. It makes it, it makes the game, you know, a bit more a bit more real that there are two teams involved and that Tulla haven't, you know, hung up there, hung up there, hung, hung their heads first of all and given in the go ghost. They haven't. Aoife Judy, lovely striker of ball, as we say, needs to get maybe more involved in general play, but uh, that'll come. She's young. Jennifer Nicholas hasn't done much about tackling there, yeah, but she's given away a free there. Uh, uh, too, too, too much of an intent. Yeah. She's done very well since she came out the field, uh, yeah. for in fairness to her. Aoife's father, who Timmy, who be well known in political circles, many might know that he played in goals for Whitegate at, at underage, but uh, I tell you, oh. the, it, it, 
didn't know that, Leo. Their mother must have been a very... No good of information, their mother, thank you. Their mother must have been a bit at some stage as well, because Eva is a very tremendous uh, uh, skin for player with plenty more uh, a great future. Beautiful striker of a ball, yeah. Here's Emma O'Connell. This lady has just has everything, and she's on 70 metres from the taller goal. Not behind the doubt, the possibility that this will go all the way. She's lovely. She's got in on the I guess she hits it very high. Power puts up the hand. And the ball comes off, and Andy McMahon waves the, the, the hands out wide. The score remains two goals and ten to seven points. Claire Castle, Derek may be taking their foot off to guess a small bit. Ah, yeah, but you know, in fairness to Tony, they're battling, like, you know, they're not giving up, you know, it's just, you know. It just hasn't been their day. And, you know, as, as Pat said, I'm not trying here to be critical of the Tully management team because, you know, they've been outstanding here. Getting, no one expected these two teams in the county final. Most <coughs> people thought to be white getting their role. Correct. Do you know, so we have to, you have to give credit where credit's due. I just feel that they just got their positional switches, you know, wrong at the start of the game. I do feel, and I did say to you coming in, Leo, that O'Garley Park would play into the strengths of Clarecastle Valier because they'll pop it into pace or into space yes. and they have pace. You know, Father Mac last week is a tighter field suited Tulla. And, you know, it was an epic contest last week. It's, it's a bit one-sided today, but that's not taken away from the effort from the Tulla girls. And they're still going, which is a credit to them. Yeah, indeed. And a free from all your dining is blocked by uh, the midfielder, midfielder Stella Quinnivan. And here comes Sinead Conlon all around the middle field. Uh, no sign of Amy Whitey and instead she's got back into the half-back line. He's here, comes out, out to the Breedy and Dining, Breedy and Dining. But here comes a lady who's having, I think, Pat, a big influence on today's game, is Rhea Flanagan. Absolutely, Leo, one of, the, one, one of those leaders for Castle Belly, no doubt about it. They have a great spine in their team up along the team. Emma O'Connell, old Chloe David today, I suppose. Um, without Carol Brown, Rhea Flanagan, Dylan Murphy, what a spine. And indeed, Brooke McInerney as well with that brilliant save earlier on for a foot. So what a spine of a team that is, and, and, and the girls in the wings and corners are, are no slouches either. So you're right, Rhea Flanagan will be one of, the, one of the top five, one of the top four or five players, no doubt about it. And, and Derek, you know, even though Clarkassabilly look like going on to win the trophy, is Tulla who going on to represent the county in the Munster Junior Championship? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that rule, Leo. Like, you look... You know, Clarecastle Valley it's an amalgamation, but they've always played Camogie together and they always will. And and that's just the way it is. So I, I, I feel that rule has to be looked at really. You know, it's the same when you can't you know you don't allow the first teams in. I mean, the banner are going to be playing junior hurling yeah. and they got knocked out in the quarter final. Yeah. It's nonsensical really. I mean, and if you're the Cork champions, do you really care if, if you're playing Clarecastle's second team or do you know or whoever or Joe Bearfield wanted to be in their second team? You know, so it needs to be looked at. Yeah, and here's a player again doing very, very well for Tulla against uh, it's Janina. Great catch by Conlon. Conlon, and she gets the ball in, in towards the full forward, in, in for, in for Tulla. Who's going to get this one? And it's number 20, 20, Sinead McNamara. Yeah. But she brings Emma Conlon to the ground. And I suppose if we were to name a player to match at this stage, Pat, there's no doubt about it. It would be Emma O'Connell. Uh, hardly without a rival, Leo, even though Clarecastle Bellier had five or six more players, possibly vying for it, if, if Emma wasn't there. Yeah, no and, and here's the thing, like, I mean, and I not, don't mean anyway, but who makes these player the match decisions? Because, again, I'm not going to say what, man, but I was at a match last week, and, you know, the player the match decision was just, it didn't make sense to me. I mean, what games yeah. did they be watching? If Emma O'Connell isn't the player this match, I don't know who's given out these awards. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's what I, think there's I, I, think, I don't think there's an doubt in yeah. the points of anybody today. And there's a, a player gone, unfortunately, there's a player gone down injured now for Claire Castle on the first side. Is it? It doesn't look. Is it Emma? I don't know who has gone down. No, Emma. I don't know who is still is, is still is is still there. So. Maybe it might be Lauren too, he who's gone to ground. So there is a Clark Castle player, player down. 
you know. But look, this game is going to an inevitable conclusion and I would expect Tarek, maybe Claire Casabellier, to run the bench and give a few players some game time. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. They're a very young bench. I don't know if they'll expose a couple of... Maybe Rebecca Cullingan will come on. Uh, Zoe Ellenstead might get a run in the last few minutes. Yeah, she got a run last week. Yeah, yeah. But they're very, very young. Evie Scanlon is there. Yeah. Look, they could do and they should do give players a run. I mean, they're, they're nine pints up. What are we? Nine minutes to go. So, I, I mean, it is over with all intents and purposes. But you just... Tulliver to you know pluck one from the heavens and rattle the back of the nest, you know, it would make it an interesting few minutes. And you see this Jordan Murphy, unfortunately, for Claire Casabelli is down and uh, she's up and putting back that customary red helmet back on the cone. So, Jordan has been in the wars today, Pat. She has indeed got a bit more attention in the last day. And I suppose when you have a good, a really good game in a drawing match, you're going to be a target in the, in, in the and I'm not saying anyone's doing anything, two in her hand there. Look, it's a tough it, it, a, a county final is a county final, and you're going to have knocks, but uh. Uh, here's Lorna Power again now. Yeah, Lorna Power, one of Tulliver's better players. Better best, yeah. Go, yeah, doing very well, gets a great ball up the wing. All this block no. back in. And Bredeen has now gone in on the edge of the square. And she kicks it on ahead on towards, um, towards Sinead McNamara. Sinead McNamara. And the ball is coming out. Who's going? O'Connell is playing up, free which in. is a free in. But she's off this one, any million. There's no doubt about it. She has to go all good yeah. home and bang station. And I tell you, Bredeen is like right. And Claire Castle are not set up all players. But number 19, Louise Griffin, is well alive to the situation and stood up in front of the free until she got the players. And this has to go. Has to go low, Leo. Has to go low, okay, down, yeah. go for the goal. And, the colour, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. It has to go like that. Two ten to seven pints. What's Bredeen? She looks like she's on blasting operations. She blasts it, but she puts oh, it over the bar. Two goals and ten to eight pints. She probably pet. Win, well, win for the high corner. The roof of the net is, is, is grand to go for a spectacular, but I think it's way more effective to go in and maybe hits off a shoe, hits off a, maybe a taller player and, and maybe glances into the net. But either way, look at who might have fought Breedy. She's a brilliant striker of a ball and a, a smashing camogie player and uh, fought back after injury as well. So she, she deserves enormous credit for her. For her, oh, free out for Lorna Power there, but... Um, I tell you, I don't know who was on the rule there, Dow Shadnall passed, there was no one going to pass. So up here for Claire Castellillo, you did call, you did say they'd empty their bench. Yeah, Grace Russell coming on for Claire Castellier, we'll see. I suppose it could be anybody who could go off with these says because they... Anthony they, Pascal? No. No, no. okay, different Russell, okay. Straight out, no there from... from, from and it looks like Lily McMahon and Lily McMahon can be very, very pleased with her two days outings in the intermediate uh, final for 2022 and a free 50 metres out from the ton of goals. Lorna McNamara going to take this one. We will thank our sponsor, Dale Credit Union, and our outside broadcast sponsored by Michael Long Construction. Lorna Power puts the ball up the side. Sinead Condon puts up the hand and who's there? Only Wiley. And Condon goes, gets, gets down, away gets away. From, side, she gets away from on this stage. But... While he is still there, gets the ball out towards Eva Judy. Judy for Tulla coming across the row on 21. Lovely ball from Judy in towards the square. Bredeen puts up the paw, but he's blocked away by Hannah Dynan. And the ball comes out. Bredeen trying to come again. It's Jennifer Nicholas. Here comes Nicholas as Tulla. And they're not giving up the oh. goals, but in shot the shot. No, and you know, they're not giving fairness, they're not giving up the goals. Kirkcastle Ballet haven't scored since the 43rd minute. We're now approaching the 55th. Now, Tulla have taken over, like they've landed the last three scores in a row. They're, they're plugging away, and uh, it's, it's all credit to them. Yeah, and here comes O'Connor with another boom and puck out, looking for Flanagan. But his block, great block down, and it's going to come down to the wing back, Fiona Breen, Breen. Ava McInerney takes on the ball for Tulla. Number eight there is Arcella Quinlevin for Craig Castle But here come, who is it? Amy Wiley again, and she's oh, fouled again. Mm. 
Yeah. I did a pet, she's putting two fair hours. Playing two fair shifts, Leo, I'm telling you. Um, uh, she's earned, as I say, earned her corn both days. Uh, outstanding in what she does in terms of put, just marking tightly, being involved in all the 50-50 battles, winning most of them and never giving in. She and, must be a nightmare if you're a forward and she's on you. She, she goes know, wherever you're turning. Because a bit of sharp, as, as, as Derek said, there's a bit of sharpening up to her own skills. That can be done at the wall over, over the next number of weeks and months. And, and, and she, can, she can really be an absolute job. I'm not sure of her age group, but she can, she can be. A, I, I think she could do a job you know, on, on any top player because Sinead Conlon is a really good player and she's finding it so hard to get away from her and she, most times she can't and uh, that's just credit to Amy Wiley. Here's a shot from O'Connell. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's just, that just sums her up. If, if there's any questions to be answered about the player of the match, Amy O'Connell just comes up and puts over a <laughs> 60, 60, 60 metre free. Out, yeah. And, just, and she trots back. Gojina is a, that's a great one. Gojina, <laughs> Derek, that's a good, good one. And I tell you, I tell you when do we see Gojina and, and, and Gojina in yeah. action later on? What will Gojina and Goji be in action tonight? And then they'll celebrate in style. But Gojina will at least anyway. And the ball comes out, out to Dooley. In fairness, one of in fairness, one of is better players. A lovely pop pass off from Dooley. But who's there? Wiley again. Out to Flanagan. And Flanagan, the, the Bellier woman girl, Claire centre forward. She's... <laughs> she was going, she's robbed there by Ava McInerney. Ava McInerney. was fighting oh, hard. Jennifer Nicholas. Wiley is there again, but Nicholas does well. Great ball across from Nicholas into space. But it is at Chloe Debbett. No, it is Louise Griffin. Louise Griffin. And Sinead Conlon in there and a free in. Andy free. free in for Tullin. <clears throat> Amy Wiley gone down. I, I tell you, she has ran up and down the seat and off she goes again, again like, like, to like to Jordan, and she's looking out for that number 10 jersey although it's taking the free now I think well, so. she's, she's still the closest yeah. person to Jane yeah. Conlon taking, taking, taking this free on the 65 this is a good still. ball this is a good ball from Conlon this could go all the way Ooh. but who's inside and blocks it Emma yeah, O'Connell and the ball comes out to Louise Griffin Louise Griffin being challenged by Avian Rochard Avian Rochard Gets the ball, good work by Rochford, the tunnel substitute, but who comes out? Hannah Dynan, Hannah Dynan gets the ball up towards Grace Russell. <coughs> but Lorna Power, Grace Russell hits Gideon. Oh, Kira Golan, kind of a challenge, and Kira a bit slow getting up. And yeah, she felt that one, yeah. Sub, warm, sub warming up for Tulla, as the Sorica Curry is warming up for coming in for Tulla, as Tulla empty the bench here, and here comes Sorica Curry in. To add a bit of strength into the Tulla, it looks like he's a Kira Golan, maybe the person to go off, Derek. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, she looks, she looks to be in trouble out there, Leo. Um, credit to Tulla. Yeah. They've never given up. Never given up the ghost. Um, I suppose the damage was done early. Castellbelli raced into one five lead, you know, to a point. Um, you know, yeah, and look, look, Tulla have struggled from scores from play. Let's be honest. Only Aoife Dooley has scored from play. You know, the rest have been seven frees. Um, but. It's not for character, it's not for want of effort. It just wasn't their day today, Leo. And it's a great ball from Conlon. She's blending them in. Breedeen puts up the paw and it goes off the stick. I'd say it wasn't Emma Conlon this stage. No, I, I think it was. I think it was Katie <laughs> Casey, was, was the lady that attacked that ball. And Mary Nealon has to hand up for a 45. And Breedeen coming out to take this one. It's two goals and 11 it's for Claire Cachelbellier. It's eight points or twelve. There's no doubt. It's Pat McNamara, Liam McNamara Cup is our Liam Murray Cup. Governor is going to be residing in Clubcastle Bay tonight. Like. Absolutely, Liam Murray was a great camogie man in Clare. I mean, he, he set up uh, clubs, he guided clubs. He was in charge of Clare teams for years. He absolutely loved the game, and he remembered in great detail every player that was ever involved at either club or county level in Clare. Uh, helped us enormously to write up the history of our, of our own Kilina club who he set up and won and they won like eight, seven, seven or eight seniors in a row in their early in the first 
first after the first year after starting. They wouldn't say we're really seen us for the next uh, all Jordan 59 to 66, whatever it was. That, that's a good ball from Dylan. Gahar and Dastan reached 211 to 9 points. And while you were speaking there, Pat, Emma O'Connell, she has done it all. She has been outstanding in general play. She has scored frees. She also got the customary yellow card. She's so competitive there, arguing with that ref. The umpire over the 45 being granted, and they were so much up and hitting for the 30 minutes. What a competitive uh, person, player she is. It's, She's some, she's some detail, no doubt about it. No, no, a brilliant no, no, no. outstanding display. And Fergal O'Brien salutes, for, uh, sets, puts up the signal for <coughs> four minutes of added time, 2.11 to 10 points. And the ball comes out to Gillian Ryan. Gillian Ryan for Tulla. Now it comes out, attacking, and here come Tulla. Ten, two. The scoreboard is, is, is increasing. As I thought, to 2.11 to 9 points. Here comes yeah, Avian Rotter. Oh. Avian is met. Oh, I tell you one thing, you'd often be taking the ball into the challenge of that woman. <laughs> and here she comes out again, O'Connell, out round the middle of the field. Pop pass off. Out to, oh, it's Emma to Emma. Emma, to Emma. Oh, don't the know. scoreboard is wrong, Leo. It's 2.11 to 9 points. That's the scoreboard. 2.11 yeah, to 9 points, yeah. Here's O'Donoghue, yeah. gets the ball into the midfielder, Stella Quinlivan. And Stella Quinlivan puts the ball back to return pass to O'Donoghue. Just did it in terms of score. Here comes O'Donoghue. That ball is in Dear Murphy. Oh, I tell you, Lorraine O'Loughlin doing well because she's about to be maybe robbed by Dear but Dear was trying to flick the ball in. Lorraine is out. It's Murphy again, O'Loughlin. Murphy, that one is it. Oh, and I tell you, Anya Dynan. Anya Dynan was watching intently back. They must be listening to us, whoever is in operation at the scoreboard. You know, they're all listening to you, Leo. Pyramids in Egypt and. Do you know, it just, you just name it, they're listening to Mr. Dial. <laughs> Derek, good man, good man, drive it on now, good lad. <laughs> 2 11 to 9 pints here for Clarkassabelli. I tell you, the Clarkassabelli, they're in full vice today, Pat. No, I'll tell you one thing, there could be uh, one, another 50% of that mouthful uh, in full vice later on as well. And no hero will have something to say about it, but Clarkassabelli have been outstanding today, Leo. And uh, give them absolute credit. I just love their attitude and the way they played it, the skills they have, and the attitude and the talent they have. But also, I must credit Tulla for never giving up the ghost and making the game interesting to watch all the way through. Second half, shown great heart. And that'll, you know, both clubs will gain from this in, in a certain way. It'll be like Castle Ballet really celebrating tonight. But Tulla will also gain in terms of. So attacking next year and, and coming over. And, going and get, yeah. getting ready for the Munster. And, 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 and of course, playing a Munster as well, yeah. The ball is out with the midfielder, Shinead Conlon, trying to get up there. Who's coming out? And the ball is back there. Who's it? Why did she start the whole thing? And here she goes again. Strikes the ball off her left, up into space. Where Gillian Ryan, Gillian Ryan now sitting back, gets away from the challenge of Rhea Flanagan. Advantage has been played, yeah. no, indeed, being pulled back, and Rhea is going to be. Gillian getting into the game out, out the field, Leo. But I was also a, a quick word of thanks there to our good friend and analyst, Fintan Mack, for getting onto the text there to remind me a while back there that Tuller would be in the Munster Championship. Yes, we got it wrong. So, Fintan, fair play. Nice Is Fintan the referee that you, you idolised last week? <laughs> Idol, I idolised Fintan, yeah. We idolised it. I idolised. Yeah, Poor yeah, Fergal yeah. made one mistake, you were down his neck. <laughs> Fintan could have made 10, you would have said, did no, I, no, Fintan's right. Did I mention Fergal since? I think he's done a brilliant job. Fintan, as did Fintan last time. Ben, very good to his character. He's a great referee and, you know, that's the bad. Don't mind him, Fintan. Side eye neither. Fintan, you can mark this man's castle. And here she comes again, Wiley. Wiley gives the ball out. Out to Emma Dunhoe back in her own half back line. Here comes Flanagan, that half back. Here comes Rhea Flanagan. Water Clark Castle, belly lift to finish it. Till Murphy has gone inside. Rhea with a lovely low ball trying Gillian to get Ryan in. Does well, but Gillian Ryan does well. The cornerback, Leah McInerney, does well. Oh. But it comes into Dylan Murphy. Here comes Dylan Murphy. Dylan trying to take on, but he's Lorna Power and Lorna Power goes to ground. And I tell you, all players are just looking. Leo. Looking. 
sorry, just to come in, if you had said to me before the game that John Murphy would probably hardly score very little, if anything, from play at all today, wouldn't be a major feature, you'd have said Tolle had a major chance, but look at the way all the other players have come into. Jennifer Nicholas almost gone through there, but under pressure from too many. Yeah, too many, too the many ball breaks out to stay back, but number five there, coming back, Fiona Breen, there's just so many players, the defence is so strong, she gets a good ball out to Judy, Judy, that's Judy, nice second score, line yeah. from play, a very good uh, return from um, Aoife Judy, two points from play, 2-11, now she's right, 2-11 to 10 points, Derek, to 10 points is on the board. Yeah, they, they, they knew it was coming, Leo, you know, the premonition they had, but in fairness, Aoife Judy, her two points from play, Probably you, know, uh, you know, look, Tulla, in credit to them, they've really fought hard, and they've kept going, they've outscored Clarkassa, but yeah, five points to one for the last 15 minutes, they're totally dominant. Yeah, it's a good sign of a team, you know, they're not, and Matty Horan and, 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 and Ray Stewart down there, the one thing, they'll insist, they go to the whistle, and Gillian Ryan, play on, says Fergal O'Brien, is their adventure, Breedeen has won in the paw. And what oh, a block down from Emma O'Connell. <laughs> uh, Breedeen is taking her time getting up, and you know, Breedeen is on her, and she gets away from duty. She's all action. Gives it out to Wiley, out to Chloe Devitt and Chloe Devitt. And there goes the Fed Oak Della here in the 2022 Intermediate Camogie Final. And Claire Castle-Bellier, who are the winners of the Liam Murray Cup, on a scoreline of Pat McNamara, Claire Castle-Bellier, two goals and 11, total 10 points. Brilliant display by Claire Castle-Bellier, Leo. Deserved victories, no question about it. Tulla fought like tigresses, never gave up the goals, they can be proud of themselves. However, Claire Castle-Bellier were, were just a class apart today. Outstanding display by them from the goalkeeper, Brooke McInerney, up to the front, full forward line. Uh, just outstanding. They got everything right from the last day. They learned an awful lot, obviously, they, and they, 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 they took on board whatever little lessons they needed to learn. And they dominated the game from start to finish. In fairness to Tulla, you could say they dominated the last 10 or 12 minutes, as, as Derek correctly says, and outscored them. But I suppose at that stage, the game was sort of decided. Tulla needed a, a goal. They made a few valiant efforts, but great defending, and uh, a couple of things went over the bar. Maybe the Tulla hoped would go under it, and a great save by Brooke McInerney for a foot. But uh, look, at they'll celebrate this, and the well entitled uh, two, obviously, contrast interesting responses on the pitch, Tolo walking off a bit dejected, Clagastle Belly hugging and jumping around the place and, uh, and celebrating as is correct and is absolutely right for them to do so. Outstanding display and uh, the best individual display I've seen in a long time was Emma O'Connell, I have to say that, but uh, congrats to them, a brilliant display and I hope they'll enjoy it and we wish Tolo every success also in the Munster Championship, now they have to pick it up again for that and I'm sure they will. Yeah, indeed, I see some of the Clagastle play, play, play supporters and you know, there is a big crowd here in in Ogarney Park, a good, a good support for the Intermediate Camogie final. Derek uh, Cogard, well deserved victory for Carcassa Bellier. Yeah, thoroughly deserved, Leo. They had their homework done. They came with a purpose. I did say Ogarney Park could suit them, the space, and it proved so. But you have to give credit to Tulla. They battled hard, 2 11 to 10. They were 1 5, 1 6 to a point down. You know, they dominated the last 15 minutes. And it's all a process, Leo. You know, you have to learn as you go. And, you know, it's a learning curve for Tulla. As I said, no one expected these two teams in the county final. They give us two great day outs. Tulla can go into the Munster Club now and they can learn a bit more. And, you know, it's it, it's a process. And, you know, I know it's the old cliche, you might have to lose one to win one. But, you know, they will definitely come back better and stronger next year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, look at formidable players, as we spoke about, that will we, we'll be more than comfortable in seeing her. You look at, of course, obviously, Emma O'Connell. And, you know, they, we, they won this and we must say good wishes uh, to the giant captain out there in and our holidays, Carol Brown. You know, they've done the business in her absence. They did. And, yeah, look, they, they won't be... Um they won't struggle up at senior level, that's for sure, because they have the physical strength required to play senior. But they also have some nice, 
sharp, a good fast camogie players, you know. And um, yeah, a, a good mix. And, um, you know, look, they're thoroughly deserving. They picked up momentum halfway through the group stages. They had a poor start, but they've got better <coughs> each and every outing. You know, and their last game, they had to go away to Corofin and win to qualify for the semi. They did that. They went out and beat Whitegate when no one gave them hope. And Whitegate had walloped them 16 points in the group stages. They've progressed as the year got along. They've got stronger and stronger and better and better. And the more camogie these girls play, the better they will be. Oh, yeah. yeah, and indeed, look, we wish them the very best in senior ranks uh, for uh, uh, 2023. And we wish Tulla. Uh, the best of luck also in their upcoming and we program. wish whoever's out in the pyramids fair play to them thanks for listening <laughs> and with that we're going to take our leave from O'Garney Park at Six Mile Bridge as we do we thank Derek as always for his contribution to our Camogie coverage during the year Pat McNamara as always as co-commentator thanks for your contribution and we'll be back for Scarf Ogunlo's defence of the Munster crop my man Derek and thanks to Jim here yes, and, and the control tower thanks to everybody in Clare Camogie who helped us throughout the year uh, of uh, you know with, with, here on Scarf Aikman Radio people who done interviews the whole lot we thank the Clare uh, Camogie board for uh, allowing us in to do the games and, 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 and for their uh, courtesy towards us so we thank our sponsors Dare Credit Union our outside park sponsored by Michael on Construction and we thank all our other sponsors who helped us out in the Camogie coverage during the year so as the curtain comes down on the Clare Camogie calendar it's Clare Castle Bellier who goes to be jubilant tonight with the Father Lee Murray Cup Clare Castle Bellier two goals in 11 Tulla 10 points the very best look to the hurlers of uh, Bellier and the hurlers of Eirog as they'll take on in the county final later on today in Cusie Park and all that remains is for me the Odile from McGarney Park in Six Mile Bridge, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>